1: What's going on here? <laughs> the, weekend. the weekend. Friday, Friday.
2: Got to get down on Friday. Friday. For most people, Friday is just a day before the
3: weekend. I can't wait to the end of the week when I rap into the rhythm of a groovy beat.
4: It is Friday, right? I'm hosting a
1: party on Friday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday. What about Friday.
4: Bob and Sherry Studios on this Friday. It's Bob and Sherry.
5: We welcome you to the Bob and Sherry show. And you know what? I would like to kick off today with some good news for all Americans. Isn't that a good idea? Uh, Good news is always good. Something that's uplifting. Yeah. The uh, government, the federal government is working so that junk fees that we all encounter sooner or later will soon disappear. This is on the horizon, and it's coming. Here are some of the junk fees that the U.S. government is getting rid of. Service or convenience charges for event tickets. What is that? You know, I, I just paid $150 to see whoever it is, and then you got a $27 charge on top of that? What's going on with that? They're getting rid of that. This is the one that ticks me off because we travel resort fees at hotels oh,
0: Kevin and I just got hit with this we were not staying at a resort I'm not going to name the chain the interstate roadside chain but there was um, a resort fee and I looked at it and I and I'm not going to ask the person checking me in what's this because this person is also in a hellscape and does it's not their fault and they're just yeah. so over it but yeah. I'm like this resort fee does this is this to because we have this plush amenity of a vending machine on the third floor. Like, what <laughs> in the world is there? Where is the resort here?
5: Well, yeah, I'm well here's, where, here's where they began, because I was in Florida, and it wasn't <laughs> on vacation. It, it was business-oriented. And I checked into the hotel, the local hotel, and when I was checking out, <clears throat> there was a $28 fee, resort fee. And I said, what's this? Oh, well, we have, a, uh, we have a cart that will take you to the beach, which was like, I don't know, a quarter of a mile away. And I said, well, I'm not here to go to the beach. I, I had no interest. in. I didn't go to the beach. And it, well, I'm, you know, we just have these resorts. Give me a break. So those are going away. They're going to tell you what the room is worth. You, you make the decision. Out-of-network ATM fees, late fees for credit cards. Uh, that'll be interesting to see the, the banks bowing down to that one. Uh, termination fees for phone or internet services—you know—is that not about time that you get charged? That's way overdue. Because you you don't want their uh, their service anymore. Document preparation fees for financial transactions—that
0: is when so you suspicious. buy a car, when you yeah. buy a car or a house, the document fees. Right, I'm like, what are these, uh, what doc? Are that's a form. That's like, yeah, the thing you just print it out. Yeah, yeah.
5: That's that's going bye bye. Airline, this one, airline family seating fees. So you're there and you're traveling with your kids and you want them um, to be next to you. You know, you, you don't want to be next to the men's room and you know the kids are midway up. And if, if you want them next to you, well, that's going to be another $27 or whatever it is. So that's going bye-bye. Uh, checking account overdraft fees, online convenience fees, paying. I've, I've seen those. I've never really had to have one where, oh, you want to buy it online? Oh, that's going to cost you a little bit more money because, you know, we have hundreds of people working in our office to make sure that this fee goes. No. And finally, uh, excessive bank fees to obtain information about customers' own accounts. I don't know anything about that. I've never. I can When I get a bill from a, a credit card company and I've just paid it online, and then I get an update, and all of a sudden it's $300 higher, and I just paid it off yesterday, I don't even know how that works. I've given up. If they're screwing me, you know. <laughs> What can I say? Because I cannot, I cannot figure it out. They're screwing you. I just. Saying. Oh yeah, yeah.
2: yeah, they are. They are.
5: So anyway, those things, uh, those things are going bye bye, and that's you know for consumers, that's good news. I think
0: that's Very great news. news.
5: Yeah, especially those resort fees at a hotel. Are you kidding me? I'm in the middle of Oklahoma on a freeway. Sorry. <laughs> right. <laughs> We got more Edson News coming up and much more. It is Bob and Sherry.
1: Bring whatever you drink and celebrate happy hour. Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern. Live. Live on the Bob and Sherry Facebook page. We are now
0: going to try to get to the bottom of two vast mysteries. Here's the first mystery. Um, I don't know if you saw this in your news feed, but Tori Spelling was forced to evacuate the house she's renting um, because a SWAT team descended on her neighbor. apparently was up to all sorts of shenanigans with an AR-15 and so the entire block was evacuated by by SWAT while they Mm. dealt with the guy and Tori, um, there were paparazzi photos of Tori running down the street you know to uh, get away from the police action she's been living, now she's in a rental house but she and her kids were living in a motel and at an RV campground so mystery number one and this is one that really haunts Bob Lacey how is Tori Spelling, the child of one of the wealthiest families in all of Los Angeles, how has this happened to her? That's this mystery is, number one.
5: This is this is the child whose mother they lived in a twenty eight thousand square foot house. It was I I don't know if it was the most expensive house in America at that moment, but it was close to it. And what always stuck out in my mind was. The house had so many rooms, and her mother had one room strictly for wrapping gifts that they were giving to people at Christmas <laughs> and birthdays or wherever it would be. One room, and it was a big-ass room for, for wrapping gifts. <clears throat> How does that girl, I mean, what did she do to tick off her mother? Because her father died. What did she do to tick off her mother so much that the mother said, yeah. I'm not giving you anything. Get in an RV and go find some place to park it.
0: It's right. It's crazy. Like, I can't even imagine. And I I get like, oh, Tori, you got to make your own way in the world and pull yourself up by your bootstraps and stuff. But like you put yourself in that situation, you think about your own kids. You just wouldn't just wouldn't do that. Like You wouldn't allow that to happen. Okay, so that's mystery number one.
2: This makes me think about Steve Harvey. I think he's one It goes, he goes, listen, I'm rich. My kids ain't rich. My kids are not rich. I'm rich. Yeah. And maybe that's the way they're looking at it.
5: Will Smith Uh-oh. said the same thing years ago yeah. when Willow, yeah. I think it was Willow came up to him and said, uh, how rich are we, daddy? <laughs> Will Smith said, oh, I'm very rich. You're broke ass. You don't
0: have anything. You got nothing. okay so here is the next mystery and it's also connected to tori spelling she and her husband um, dean mcdermott are separated so i'll remind you that she was married to a guy named charlie kaufman i think and he was married to someone else and they met on the set of some like basic cable lifetime movie tori and dean did and just fell head over heels in love and embarked on an affair, left their spouses, got married, had five, perhaps nine children. There's a seemingly a lot of them. And now they're they're split up again. Here's the, the question. How does the scrofulous quasi-star of basic cable rom-coms, <laughs> Dean McDermott, how does that ham-headed... There's one for
5: the tombstone.
0: How does that ham-headed, scrofulous slab of bacon find yet another woman to make out with in the airport of the uh, Los An- in the in parking lot of the airport wow. in Los Angeles. Wow. How? I mean, even, like, how do you not know? Like, oh, that guy? That's Dean McDermott. Oh, Tori Spelling, Dean McDermott? Yeah, yeah, girl, it's Tori Spelling, Dean McDermott. Ew, no, not with a pole. And yet he's got his, he is swallowing some woman's face in the parking lot of LAX.
5: I didn't know she had that many children. She had.
0: Solve kids. the mystery. Uh, five, there's a lot. Yeah, I think there's five. There may be more wow. than five. It may be a number greater than five. Explain to me. And the woman that he's slobbering all over, like, what was that, Max, you said about your cat raffles and a piece of gristle? The woman he's doing that to in these paparazzi photos is more than 20 years younger than him and radiantly beautiful. And please explain to me what the appeal of Dean McDermott would be.
5: Is she someone who's known or is she a starlet that is looking to be noticed in Hollywood? Because that's what it sounds like to me.
0: I don't know. I don't know who she is. Um, I don't know what she does for a living. I, I, I should have read the actual words in the article, but I was like, ew, ew, that is, that is Tori Spelling's husband. Ew. <laughs> I know it's hard to get a ride to the airport and all, but still, ew. <laughs> Can you answer that one? You can't, right? I, it's a no,
5: I mean, I don't, I don't know who this woman is, but I think it does happen both with men and women in Los Angeles. You know, everybody wants to be in show business in L.A. And so what can you do that, that, that says, I'm, I'm somebody special? You're with a guy who was on a Lifetime movie or multiple. He's, he's been featured in People magazine. There are photographers, for some reason, want to take his picture. And, and you get to be on his arm. That's a little uh, bit of a step up. Maybe it'll take me somewhere.
0: Clearly, I she- don't know how to work the levers of stardom. I don't. Clearly. Yeah,
5: you're with us. But,
0: but you're going <laughs> to tell me that having your face gnawed by Dean McDermott is the fast track to fame and fortune? Because how is that even a thing? How is that even She's possible? an account
2: executive. She's she's not a movie not in the movie business. She's, oh, she's not an account executive. Yeah, she's not in the movie.
0: Maybe business. the guy must have something. I don't know. Yeah, he must yeah. have something. God. <laughs> <laughs> Tori Spelling's estranged husband. Girl, come on. Morons yeah, in I the agree. news is next. People's movie critic reviewing Encounters on Netflix. It's Bob and Sherry. Morons in the News is sponsored by Lowe's. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's Knows Pros.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, here we go. It's Bob and Sherry. Don't be a moron. With Morons in the News. Okay, we start off
5: in Farmington Hills, Michigan. A Michigan man will spend time in jail after he pled guilty to a scheme in which he repeatedly stole and resold KitchenAid mixers. Brian Rousey, who is 31 years old, was sentenced to 128 days incarceration and two years probation for organized retail fraud. He was also ordered to pay $28,108 in restitution to Target. He pled guilty. And I tell you what, if I'm his lawyer I would say, Your Honor, my client admits he repeatedly stole and resold $20,000 worth of KitchenAid mixers. But you know what? He needed the dough.
0: <laughs> he, he needed the dough, Your Honor. Give, I got give me it. Something. It was good. Give me, I, give I, me, I did. Thank you. Oh my God. Thank you. How much? I'm throwing my bra at you on stage. There you go. I'm talking Woo!
5: to the courtroom, not you right now for crying out oh. loud. <laughs> I know it's a pun, but...
0: I liked it. Oh,
5: my God. Uh, Lamar,
2: save me. Shorewood,
0: Wisconsin.
2: Shorewood police arrested a man for stealing a squad car as he awaited trial for stealing a squad car. Shorewood police video (laughs) obtained (laughs) obtained shows the surprise of officers as the stolen squad car is driven past them. An officer is heard asking... Is that your squad car? <laughs> that's your squad car. The other officer is seen keying his radio and heard saying, "Oh, uh, Someone just stole my squad. Westbound on Capitol. Within minutes, the police flooded the area, finding the stolen squad car just a few blocks away. The suspect had already run off. About 10 minutes later, Milwaukee officers found the suspect, uh, Daniel Barton of Milwaukee, trying to hide inside a gym, but he was arrested inside. It's not the first time Barton has been arrested for stealing a squad car. He was arrested near uh, Richards and Burleigh Streets after a Milwaukee officer said Barton stole his squad car during a traffic stop. There's no video from inside Shorewood Squad, but according to the complaint from the Milwaukee incident, dash cameras captured the suspect giggling as he drives off before abandoning the squad car and running away. That time there. he was found Basically. hiding in a gar- in a garbage can. He is uh, charged with misdemeanor car theft. It was free awaiting trial at the time of his arrest. Shorewood Police Chief Heather Worth said, "Wednesday, we are thinking about conducting a review of our practices in the wake of these quad car thefts." I think she's probably right. They need to see what's
5: going on. (laughs) Listen, if if you want to go on a joyride, do not not take a cop's car. There is nothing that makes them angrier than having their own squad car (laughs) stolen because they look foolish in front of the other cops. All right.
0: Today's Moron of the Day comes to us from Gatlinburg, Tennessee. This is the story of a bear. And bears apparently are just like us. This bear crashed a backyard barbecue, lifted the lid off the grill, and ate all 10 of the burgers that were cooking on the grill. And then, and here's how you know bears are just like us, after the bear finished eating all 10 burgers, it drank a Diet Coke. Because you know.
5: (laughs) You don't want to get fat.
0: You're watching your calories.
5: Of course you (laughs) will.
0: Who wants to see the video? Because we got it on the Bob and Sherry Facebook. (laughs) I mean, if you're going to have 10 burgers, you got to have a Diet Coke, for crying out loud. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is Morons in the News. We got the People's Movie Critic reviewing Encounters on Netflix. We have comedian Sebastian Maniscalco and Spooky Season folks, the terrifying true tale of the judge who just... Vanished.
1: It's Bob and Sherry. Instant access to the podcast, podcast, and fun side. Just download the free Bob and Sherry app.
5: Have you ever found yourself shouting or screaming or maybe even saying bad words at an inanimate object? I think just about everybody has at one time. I found myself so pissed off at GLAD's Press and Seal multi-purpose sealing wrap last night. I, I had some dog food, I was going to say, you know, some pieces of meat. And the press and seal is amazing. It's the, the stuff when you when you open up the package, you pull out that sheet, and then it has its own little uh, sharp edges, and you can pull it off, and then you seal this stuff up. It's better than saran wrap, this thing. Except when you get down like a third of the way through, it suddenly develops an attitude toward you. And you, you can't get it... T- you're pulling it, and you only get a piece of it. And now it, it's all, now you got to pull out another piece and try to patch those two pieces together. And I'm in there, and there's a bowl of uh, leftover meat. And I'm going, you, this is just, I hate you. I'm talking to a Glad Press and Seal multi-purpose sealing wrap box. And the wife comes in, and she's going, what are you getting so upset about? Like, this thing, you just can't operate this thing. So now I'm a man telling my wife that I cannot operate a sealing wrap. I, 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 and you just you feel like an idiot. And of course she comes over and she pulls it, and then you know it's it's fine again. Am I the only one that struggles with with that those products?
0: That that press and seal is of the yeah.
5: devil because if when you make it, one
0: mistake, it, it you got to throw it all away. Yeah. yeah, one mistake and you're just throwing. There's
5: it. no recovery, no recovery you would think you would think somebody would come up with something that would make it a little bit easier so you can you know use the product because it's a pretty good product but no anyway I finally and you I know finally,
0: you know that Mary is like oh himself can't use the saran wrap
5: that's exactly right that is exactly right
0: <laughs> oh here we go
5: <laughs> it's Bob and Sherry. We're very excited about Bob and
2: Sherry Premium. There's so much content. You get classic chat room calls, your best of CDs, behind the scene photos and videos, and it only costs
5: $4.99 a month. Go to bobandsherry.com slash premium. The People's Movie Critics Review on Bob and Sherry is brought to you by Indeed. Attract, interview, and hire at indeed.com slash credits.
0: It is time now for The People's Movie Critic and his review of Encounters on Netflix. Hey, Lamar.
2: Hey. Encounters is a four-part docuseries on Netflix, and it's about UFOs. And it's probably one of the best ones I've ever seen as far as these documentaries go. Uh, In the opening episode, Messengers, over 300 people reported seeing weird lights in the sky over Texas. One of the witnesses, Steve Allen, remembers the bright lights moving unbelievably fast across the sky, and he spent the rest of his life searching for whatever it was he saw. And he still has not gotten over it. He actually is a pilot, and him and some other pilots would patrol the skies at night looking for the lights. I mean, he was all in. the next episode is Believers. We go to Zimbabwe, where in 1994, 60 school children saw this large, shiny silver disc with aliens wearing these strange suits with big heads and large eyes. And as adults today, they were interviewed again. And they say the aliens telepathically told them that they needed to take care of the environment. And I'm thinking while the aliens were talking to the children, they probably mentioned that Bob Lacey is doing a great job in recycling, and he is. So let's give him credit for
5: that. I hope so. I hope so.
2: Uh, Of course, every class has one jackass, and now that he's grown, he says he made up the whole thing. I think he was just a bad seed. He was in the boys' bathroom smoking. He missed the whole thing, so we're not going to listen to him. But as adults, the rest of the kids are sticking to their stories completely. In the third episode, we moved to a primary school in Wales where children saw a flying saucer, and the same claims were made in two nearby places. And the headmaster of the school immediately separated the students from each other and had them draw the craft all of their drawings were very similar and in the final episode lights over fukushima we see in the we see in the sky these lights and stuff and they're over the nuclear power plant when they had the tsunami and you know the question is Is what's happening, is it objective or is it subjective? How is our minds working? How are we seeing all of this? And there were numerous eyewitness accounts of aliens and UFOs. The problem is it's eyewitness accounts. And it's tricky because even if a witness does see something, they could be confusing an aircraft with a UFO. And, you know, this, this in itself could be said about the sightings in 2011 over this nuclear plant. But there are multiple bright orbs hovering over it. We just don't know what it was. And there's a lot of video of things flying over the plant when it had the meltdown. And for whatever reason, the radioactivity, uh, the levels went down as the ships were flying over. And so when hmm. the Japanese people talk about UFOs and, and why are they here. It's very different than America. They talk about Maybe the UFOs are here to achieve or restore balance, and, and, and modern life is out of harmony. And, you know, the benevolent view is that aliens, or whatever you want to call them, are coming in and they're concerned and are trying to restore a balance in the world. And the whole series is very interesting. There's four episodes, they're around 50 minutes each. And there are some things that are too far out to even be considered. But there are some things that scream, oh yeah, there's something to this. What they're saying makes perfect sense and it seems very possible. I mean, if you go into this either believing in UFOs or you go into it believing that it's ridiculous, I'm not thinking this is gonna change your mind either way. But no matter, over all the years, you gotta admit, there's been a lot of smoke. There has to be, to me, some kind of fire. My score for this is Four Buds. It's one of the most well-done series I've ever seen about UFOs. Uh, It's well worth watching.
5: You know, um, I'm not into UFOs like Sherry is, obviously, but one, since people have been talking about it because the government has come out and said there may be something there, the the most chilling comment that I heard was, I don't remember who the guy was, but he said, you are really kidding yourself if you think that some creatures from another universe are here to be helpful because historically just look at what happens really smarter societies crush lesser societies
2: Unless they're very intelligent and they know that that's wrong, and maybe they're trying to help us
5: change our bad ways.
2: Who knows? That's Who knows? the only
5: hope. You're right, Lamar. That's it. You're exactly that's it. right. That's it. That's Who knows? The, that's the hope. That's the hope right there.
1: All right, very good. This is Bob and Sherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't, couldn't, shouldn't do on the regular show. The podcast. Podcast on the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: We want women to know that they are not alone in their breast cancer journey. We're giving away 10 incredibly comforting strength and recovery pillows from Check, Feather, and Down. Go to BobandSherry.com right now and enter to win one of these pillows that are designed to relieve pressure and discomfort after a mastectomy, a lumpectomy, or a reduction. BobandSherry.com. I'm
5: going to a Halloween party on Saturday night. Those are some Ooh. words I didn't think Ooh, I would be awesome. saying at this Ooh. point in my life, but I am going, and i uh, going as Ken, as I mentioned before.
0: I'm so excited for this. This is going to be <sighs> awesome. Because so your wife looks so like good. actual Barbie, and I think, you know, you can bring that Ken energy, the energy. Oh, you do. I like yes. this. Yeah, yes. I like mm. this. Yeah.
5: Yeah, my, uh, Are
0: there going to well, be any she's... video
2: at the party? Because we want video. We don't just want snapshots.
5: We want video. You know, you're saying that like, uh, you know, I'm going to look like a jackass and you'd like to see that. No. That, that, that's, no! The, yes, that's the, yes, that's the, the, the opposite. Tony. It's
2: Awesome. It's the, the opposite. opposite. I, listen, my admiration is flowing. My admiration is beating out of my chest. I I, I love it. I do.
5: Yeah, I you, it. you it's admiration because you're so glad that you don't have to be Ken at a party. <laughs> she's got the whole Barbie thing going. Uh and that I'm gonna give you a report on how big Halloween has gotten in just a moment, but she's got the whole Barbie thing going, the pink dress. She's gonna have the hair exactly like Barbie, the high heels. And um, first of all, she's three inches taller than I am. In heels, it'll be five inches. And she just added something to my Ken, my Ken outfit is a t shirt that says in large letters Ken. And then a little heart that says Barbie underneath it. And like then it. multicolored satiny shorts. And she was she was going through my closet the other day because she wanted to make sure that I had the, the right footwear. And she said, You've got some slides. You don't wear those very often, but I found them. And I'm gonna get you some white socks and slides, because that's what Ken <laughs> would be wearing.
2: I was supposed to say, I, Bob, please put socks on. Cause you and I know what this whole barefoot, you know, grown ass. I man, know,
5: I know, I understand. And I'm going, and here's the thing. We're going to go to this, this, um, Halloween party. And I am telling you that 50 to 75% of the men will show up and their wife's got some sort of a costume, like a witch or something. And they're wearing nothing but a polo shirt and pants. And I'm there as Ken.
0: And you listen and, to and me she's now. gonna do my every, hair up.
5: She's gonna frost my hair, I think, and and make it look Ken like Ken.
0: Every woman there will envy her a fun husband. Oh who went yes, who went yes, all in. Yes. Every woman will envy her. Every woman will be like, she's going home with him. And you've waited your whole life for that. And you're finally and every guy to guy tomorrow is going. tomorrow night.
5: She's going home with him.
0: Either way. <laughs> <And> listen, listen, <laughs> it's listen. A win. I
2: know she's gonna look just like, uh, just like Barbie. All you gotta do is look just like Ryan Gosling. That's all you gotta do. Oh yeah, is that all? All you gotta okay. do. You just okay. got to. You got to project him. You've got
5: to project
2: yeah. Ryan. Gosling. I, I want to. I, I want to
5: get this out of my mind right now. I'm just gonna tell you what's going on with, uh, with <laughs> Halloween. This year we're spending two billion dollars more than we did last year. Ten point six billion dollars. On Halloween, that includes party stuff and the candy and all of that. And adults are spending, let's see, the the, the most popular uh, costumes for adults are the traditional ones, witches and vampires. 5.8 million people are planning to dress as a witch and 2.4 million people are going to be vampires. But they say the number one costumes are going to be uh, Wednesday Addams from the Addams family. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and of course, what I was just talking about, Barbie and Ken. Right below that, the hippie style is coming back with bell-bottoms. Jeez, if I held on to some of my stuff? Uh, and hippie hairstyles, you know, like wigs and everything. That's pretty easy to do. So, like, from out of the blue, uh, hippies are back again. And for kids, it's Spider-Man. That's what my uh, grandson is going as. And uh, let's see what else. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So Halloween is uh, fast becoming the second most popular holiday. Even above uh, Thanksgiving, it's become a big deal. You're right. And yes, there will be video. Good,
4: good, good, good. good.
0: And if anyone asks you what you do for a living, say, microphone.
1: What do
5: you mean by that?
0: well, because like Ken's Wait, job is beach. There was a really funny um, uh, oh, commercial yeah. airline flight the other day where the pilot That's got right. on and said, yeah. uh, "Welcome to you know whatever airline's flight, blah blah blah, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Captain So and So, and my job is plane." And the entire flight <laughs> lost its mind. <laughs>
5: I'm gonna say that you're right. I remembered that in the movie. Ken yeah. saying yeah, that. So Benny goes. Sure. So uh, uh, yeah. what do
0: you do? Microphone. Mike.
5: <laughs> microphone yeah (laughs) it's bob and sherry
0: everyone needs a laugh is sponsored by exergen accuracy matters so make exergen the chosen thermometer for your home and family it's time for everyone needs a laugh here is the great comedian sebastian maniscalco
3: barely working out at this age i've been doing the same workout since 89 (laughs) i just go to the gym couple biceps some chest, I start beating. I get the hell out of the gym. (laughs) I ain't sweating through clothing, those days are done. (laughs) Maybe if I'm feeling good, I'll hit the treadmill. I did that last week, got on my treadmill there and there was eight empty treadmills next to me. So, I put it on a 5.0. Now, it's not too high. It's not too slow. It's a ballet jog. Let me go get your Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) Then a guy comes right next to me on the the treadmill next to me, right? Eight eight treadmills, he's gonna pick this one. (laughs) This is the problem with me. I can't pay attention to what I'm doing. I'm honed in on everyone else especially if they get near me, I start looking at what this guy is up to. I'm giving him a side view. And he's not starting a machine. I'm getting bothered. I'm like, guy, start your machine. You're screwing up what I'm doing over here. (laughs) He's stretching out on the treadmill. Now listen, there's a place for this in the gym. There's a stretch out area. Okay, I don't go to the stretch-out area and run around people. You don't bring your stretch to the mill. So you ever look at a treadmill, they got a bunch of different compartments? I always wonder, who's using all this storage? This is the guy they built the treadmill for. This guy's emptying his life into these little bins The change. The iPhone, the wallet, the keys. He brought an iPad. He brought a cinema to the gym. Then he put his little bitch buds in. Then he cranked it up to 15. I didn't even know the damn thing went this high. <laughs> the manufacturer said, yeah, leave it at 15. No one's gonna do that. <laughs> but this guy's sprinting fast. You ever see people on a treadmill? They run fast and hard, like the whole gym. Could hear them running. and it's like a sock. He's going to fly off at any minute. (laughs) Then he pulled this one. He just rested on the side and let the (laughs) thing... Just do what we are doing. Don't do some weird workout that you saw. (laughs) (laughs) Then he... I didn't... I've never seen this before. He had like a water... That you would see in the desert, he he had a backpack filled with water, and then a tube that he could just sip. (laughs) (laughs) Then he dropped it down, then he pulled this one. He turned towards me. Now he starts side-skipping. Oh, my God. I cannot run on a treadmill with another grown man looking right at me
0: doing side Sebastian <laughs> go we'll post that up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I dot com click the menu tab look for Everyone Needs a Laugh and if you just missed you overslept or whatever and you just missed The People's Movie Critic that review is up there too BobandSherry.com this
1: is Bob and Sherry Bob and Sherry books swag and the mother of all mothers merch just hit shop at BobandSherry.com
0: most of the time like A news headline doesn't really surprise, you know. You may be shocked by it because it's terrible. But you're seldom surprised. I was really surprised by this headline. Here it is. Kids are trying cheap flavored cigars that are flooding the market. What what kid? (laughs) (laughs) What kid wants a stogie? I'm just (laughs) (laughs) saying. what was in my head oh my god have you ever outside of like an old black and white little rascals clip on a Saturday morning have you ever seen a child Smoking a cigar, tell me the truth. Any of you. Any of you. Tell me the truth.
4: Not a child, but I did in no. high school with a friend of mine. They had these little cigars. And the reason we did is because Clint Eastwood did in movies. Oh yes. And we well, wanted I, to oh look my as, God. We wanted to look as cool as Clint. Yeah.
0: I want you to I want to read from this news story and I want you to just listen. Here we go. Kids are the most price sensitive consumers in any market, and these cigars are cheap. A pack of three cigars often sells for 99 cents, and the sweet flavors appeal to children. So I'm just picturing like Olivia at age eight going, I don't know, man, I've only got 99 cents. I think we should get these cigars.
2: Those are Swisher Sweets, and you can get them in grape, I think. I
0: think you can oh, get yeah, them in grape. They come in exciting flavors with names like, let me look here, and I'll tell you. Berry Fusion and Iced Donut. But my, my children, like the joke in our family is my children are soft and weird, just like mommy. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> I could tell my daughters this. this cigar is flavored with Iced Donut. But one puff and they're going to know I was, I speak with lies. <laughs> that is not a nice tone. that is a cigar. I'm,
2: I'm visualizing three kids. I'll see you five and I'll raise you ten. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like the poker playing dogs. Yeah. Like so this is a public service announcement to all parents, educators, and grandparents. Heads up. Children are buying these cheap cigars because they're cheap. It's Bob and
1: Cherry. It's the stuff we wouldn't couldn't shouldn't do on the regular show. The podcast. Podcast on the free Bob and Cherry app.
0: I don't know how many people are following this super weird story. I can tell you I am and Max is the guy in Scotland who's dressing as Pennywise the clown and menacing Ooh. the town of Skelmorley, which is about um 35 miles or so outside of Glasgow. So there's only a couple thousand people in the town, and this guy, complete with red balloon and the little ruffled pantaloons, um, you can see him sitting in a ben- on a park bench in the dark holding the clown. And there's a Facebook account under a man's name, Cole Demos, and the clown reads comments. In his creepy clown voice on his <laughs> Facebook account, and yes, we have it.
3: Should I smile for the cameras with my heavy Or Maybe Polly's right. Perhaps I've gone away. Too much heat? What a stupid thing to see. To answer your question, yes, James needed. If you come to visit, then you'll fall too. The police have been informed, do you think that I care? how to catch me first anyway, and yes, that's a dare. You called me Killer Clown, why don't you leave the jokes to me? The only thing that's dying is your credibility. So stay and say don't
5: believe what you're told. This oh, kind doesn't want He just wants to Stop it and get a job. Walmart is hiring. Come on. Why is this guy doing that?
0: I have to say that the squash accent is a nice touch. Yeah.
5: Really
4: yeah. You know he's authentic. Yeah.
0: I'm with you, why? I mean, I guess, you know, he's having a good time. He's having some Halloween fun. Listen, it's as creepy as it can be when you see the guy. He's all in.
5: Yeah. Fully oh, he committed
0: is. to the costume. Yeah. Fully
5: yeah. It's just that's your avocation. I mean, do you have that it much money be. in the bank? You know? You have that much money in the bank that this this is how you're spending your time?
0: The thing is, like, even if he means no harm, something terrible could happen. Oh, yes. I mean, you could could come across this in the dark and have a heart attack. You could wreck your Mm -hmm. car catching Mm -hmm. it out of the corner. I mean, there's a lot that that could go wrong. Police in the area are aware of the videos. Um, There have not been any crimes committed. Mm -hmm. So there's nothing to do here. Except well I don't want to hear him no whining
2: that, from him if something bad happens to him. Don't want to hear. Yeah. Don't want to hear.
5: Right. Because you're kinda of asking for it, aren't you?
0: Yep. In one of in one of the uh, Facebook posts, Pennywise, it's a it's shot from behind. So he clearly has an accomplice who's taking videos and photos, but it's a dark street and a row of homes, and it's shot from behind, and he's standing there holding the red balloon looking up at the lit windows of these houses. Can you imagine like you're putting laundry away or whatever, getting the kids tucked in, you glance out a window and see Pennywise on the street below?
5: Everybody wants to be in show business, you know? I got nothing for him. I got nothing
0: yeah.
5: for him. I'm
2: telling you, if he turns out to be a casualty, don't expect me to whine about it. I don't care. <laughs> right. He gets what he deserves in my book. Yeah.
0: Ah, God. Ooh. Weirdly. now this this behavior i don't because you know i don't like clowns and i really don't like pennywise and i hate that voice and it's hard for me to take him too seriously because i keep waiting for him to say that he's going to walk 500 miles and then 500 <laughs> more in that accent <laughs> <laughs> um, but if it
5: or, or or if it isn't scottish it's crop
0: <laughs> yeah it's crap um but i do i i admire people that commit that go this hard and connect yeah. to whatever it is.
1: cosplayers,
0: I can't be his no. Civil War reenactors, like whatever your jam friend, is.
5: No. As as a guy, if that guy is in my force and playing golf, I'm just gonna be going, we gotta get somebody else in here. You know what he does on the weekend when you're not playing golf with us?
0: You know uh, what's really sad though, Bob, in your in your golf world, none of those guys would ever do this. But some of them looked at you as a person in show business and thought maybe you would.
5: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. Not
0: in that outfit, though. It's Bob and Sherry. Leave us a talk back. talk
1: back with the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: We want to show our appreciation by sending teachers on a well-deserved Florida vacation. Nominate a teacher now by
2: going to BobAndSherry.com and clicking on the contest tab. One weekly qualifier will win Bob and Sherry swag, and they're entered to win the monthly grand prize from Visit Florida, a three-night vacation for two, to Margaritaville Beach Resort, Fort Myers Beach. Nominate a teacher today at BobAndSherry.com.
5: We were talking about the Jada Pinkett Smith book that has just been released. I still am so confused. I I, I mean, everybody can live their own life, but they are public people. And she did just release a book. I'm still so confused about their relationship. I can't figure it out.
2: But they are. They're confused, too.
5: <laughs> yeah,
4: I, I, It's like I can't figure out what the nature of their relationship is. She says... There's no finding another great love, and I think that's the point. We're in a place now, we are in a deep healing space. We're really concentrating on healing the relationship between us. But they're not, they're not having a relationship. And then she says, Tupac is her soulmate. Well, that's got to make you feel kind of bad after you have a couple kids and all of that.
5: Yeah. I would I, think it would, especially if you're the father of, of her children, yeah.
0: That would hurt my feelings. The thing that I, she was, I forget who the interview was with because she's making the rounds and she was talking about the, the arrangement that she and Will Smith have. And I will tell you what she said, because this is one I cannot imagine. Like my husband would never be good with this. She said, I can be on one side of the house with someone else and you can be on the other side of the house with someone else, but we're still together. We'll meet up in the kitchen, mm. Mr. Gavin. No. Absolutely not here for any of that. How about you guys? Well,
5: if if you're playing canasta with someone on the other side of the house, I I guess I wouldn't care that much.
2: That's the you worst know? euphemism I've ever heard
5: for it. Hey,
3: canasta.
5: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't even know what canasta is. It was like I think my mother's friends used to play. Um, but obviously, you know, she's referring to being with somebody physically. I don't know. I, I just don't get their relationship. And I am a guy that had gone through, um, a a lot of things that I was putting up with. And, um, I look at this situation and I just say to myself, Will, what is going on? You were the biggest movie star in the world. Why are you putting up with this sort of, you know? Embarrassment. There's no other way to put it. i mean, What was the point? I mean, people get
2: separated and divorced all the time, sadly. But what's the point of this scam? And now you're telling it, so now it looks crazy to me. I
0: don't know. Well, and he's I quiet also, about
5: it for the most part. You know, he he's he's not swinging at her.
0: I also read just a couple of days ago that um, Willow and Jaden are like, oh, wish this could have been kept private. I bet. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. is so relatable, right? I you know, I who we don't understand this. Um, but we don't live we don't live life at this level. Um, maybe for people where they're just there's so much wealth involved and so much drama involved, maybe it really was easier for them to, to do this than to split up. Maybe it's one of those can't live with each other, can't live without each other kind of situation. But it doesn't sound like he's as
5: bought into it, the lifestyle, as she
4: is. I agree with you. I mean, that's one thing to do that in a house probably the size they have, which is probably really big, and quite another to do it in 800 square feet in an apartment. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Can I also also tell you guys that in one of the articles I read about this, the night at the Oscars when he got up and slapped Chris Rock, jada Mm -hmm. thought it was a planned skit because they were sitting there side by side but they were separated and living separate Mm -hmm. lives at this point it wasn't until he came walking back to their seat that she realized that it wasn't a skit and she turned to him now this is this is her saying this these are her words she's telling this on herself she turned to him and said i didn't come here tonight as your wife but i am leaving as your wife because we are going to be in a storm together And I just thought, wow, the stars, they are not like us. (laughs) They are just nothing
5: like us. I think that move, slapping Chris Rock, was a move to show her how devoted he was and that maybe she would change. What other reason would would there be? I think there's more going
4: on with him. I think there's a real internal struggle of some kind with him that goes beyond her.
0: I do, too. I do, too. And you know, it makes you so sad because now that you're getting all of this information, you realize how complicated that whole thing was for him and how he is really the one who is paying the full price for that. I mean, In a situation
2: like this, do you think that it's easy? are prob the probability of both of these people being in absolute total agreement of this, or is it one person that really wants us this, this way and the other person is going, okay, if that's what you want. I, I just don't see this as being an even thought process. Somebody and I, I think either. it's her that's running it. I think she's yeah. running the idea of this because I don't think I-, I don't think I don't think they can be in a total agreement. One of them is th- running
5: it. I, I think that perhaps his internal struggle is over the wild, wild west movie. He, he wow. has never. He, I've never gotten there with that in my own self. But,
2: <laughs> mm. Good gosh.
0: You know, you usually you find yourself a little bit envious of mega celebrities. You know, their yeah. incredible homes and wardrobes and vacations and wealth. Just that dazzling, beautiful lifestyle. I would not want to be in that house for nothing. It oh. sounds tense and unhappy and miserable and difficult. It does. No, thank
5: you. It does.
0: Ooh, it's Bob and Sherry.
5: Can You Believe This? is sponsored by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You read it once.
1: I don't
4: believe that. And then you read it again. I can't believe this. It's Bob and Sherry's. I do not believe this. Shit. I cannot just- I believe.
0: Spooky season. True Crime Time. This is the story of Marjorie and Curtis Chillingworth. And it is a chilling, true, and terrifying tale. So Curtis Chillingworth was the youngest judge ever appointed to the Palm Beach County Court. He, his father and his grandfather before him had been in law enforcement on the judges. He was considered to be the moral compass of the entire palm beach county legal system and he and his wife marjorie were very happily married they lived in west palm beach they were very involved in their community and and super social and good people you know judge judge chillingworth was a good judge marjorie was a good person and nobody in the world would have ever wanted to harm them but of course Everyone has an enemy. And in this case, Judge Chillingworth's enemy was Judge Joseph Peel Jr., a municipal judge in Palm Beach County. Now, his ethics were kind of sketchy. He was known to tip off criminals on, on pending police raids to their, like, gambling den or whatever. And he knew about it because he had to sign off on the search warrants. As a judge, Judge Peel made $3,000 a year back then. But as a criminal racketeer, he made $3,000 a week. Well, his activities, his sketchy, unethical, criminal activities came to the attention of Judge Chillingworth, who found the conduct disgusting and intolerable. And as it so happened, Judge Chillingworth was about to rule on a mishandled case involving Judge Peel. And Chillingworth's ruling would have completely destroyed Peel's plan to run for governor. And that's when Peel decided Judge Chillingworth and his wife Marjorie needed to get gone. So mm. Judge Peel hired a couple of local thugs and he paid them $2,500 to do the hit. So these two thugs rented a boat and they took it ashore on the evening of June 14th and they knocked on the front door of the Chillingworth home. They had made up this whole story that they ran their boat aground and and they... They just were looking for some help. But first they had to be sure they had the right family. So, you know, the judge answers the door. It's the middle of the night. And the guy goes, hey, wait a minute. Aren't you Judge Chillingworth? And judge said, I am. And at that point, the two thugs dragged Curtis and Marjorie Chillingworth from their cottage at gunpoint and tied them up with tape. Marjorie screamed and one of the men thumped her in the head with the butt end of a gun which left some drops of blood behind for police to find later. When they finally got the couple bound and secured, they forced them into the boat and they took them a little more than two miles out from West Palm Beach. And now they have them in the water, in the boat. And what happened next is beyond the beyond, they weighted the bodies. They tied lead weights to both of their bodies and then one of the men said, ladies first, and pushed Marjorie Chillingworth into the water. Her last words to her husband, I love you. And her husband said, I love you. And it was their final moments together. And then they weighed at him with lead, and they pushed him into the water. But it turned out that Judge Chillingworth was a really good swimmer, and he, he tried. He was able to keep himself afloat. Even despite the fact that he was weighed down with lead, while that wasn't going to work for our boys, they beat him with the butt of the gun until he went under. And both the Chillingworths disappeared. And it was a long time before anybody solved this mystery. But eventually, hired guns talk. And when they did, Judge Peel knew it was over. And he took off running to Tennessee. But he might have thought he was a criminal mastermind. He wasn't. They quickly found him, they put him on the stand, they found him guilty. He spent 21 years in prison. He died in 1982, but not before he made a deathbed confession about the role he played in the murders of Curtis and Marjorie Chillingworth. One of the hired guns died in 1996 behind bars, and the other lived as a free man because he turned state's evidence until he died in 2004. At age 80, the one who turned state's evidence, he had a daughter. And when she was informed of his death, his daughter, Anne, said, after what he did, I'm glad he's dead. I wish he had died 50 years ago. Mm. Look Look at what people get up to for just a little bit of money. To quote that great cinema classic, Fargo, don't you know there's more to life than just a little bit of money? And that is the true, terrifying tale of the disappearance of Judge Chillingworth and his wife, Marjorie. Happy spooky season, true crime fans.
1: It's Bob and Sherry. Bob and Sherry books, swag, and the mother of all mothers merch. Just hit shop at BobandSherry.com.
0: I have a very exciting, gross, spooky, fun fact that I think the kids are going to love. And this is really going to. This is going to make tonight's dinner conversation at your house absolutely sparkle. But it's gross and spooky. Of course um, and And Lamar, I, I think you kind of knew how I rolled, but maybe not quite to the degree that I rolled this way.
1: <laughs>
2: I'm learning. Apologies. I'm learning as we go.
0: Apologies. But I think that when you bring this up... Um, I mean, it's the weekend when you're together with your friends or your small group and you're socializing. You're going to want to tell them that um, the bombardier beetle. Toads like to eat the bombardier beetle. It's one of their favorite food sources. But the bombardier beetle, not surprisingly, would rather not be swallowed by a toad, which I think I is see fair. That. Oh, so funny. the bombardier beetle has a little trick up its sleeve when a toad swallows one the bombardier beetle can shoot hot nasty chemicals from their booties which forces the toad to puke them up you're welcome thank you Mm. for that you're welcome isn't nature just like the coolest and most amazing thing now of course here's the deal it doesn't always work Right? The bombardier beetle is not always successful at getting the toad to barf it back up. And if it doesn't have a good supply of hot, noxious chemicals to shoot out, then it's game over. But in the dance of life, you know, in the dance of nature and the circle of life, hungry toad encounters bombardier beetle. And maybe... The toad gets dinner, and maybe it doesn't. We never know, as the beetle or you the toad, you. how the story's going to end.
2: You got your winners, you got your losers, and it swaps back and forth. That's exactly mm-hmm.
0: right. So there you go, uh, Lamar. Enjoy sharing that fun fact over dinner tonight with your smoking hot wife
1: and your pals. Yeah. Can't wait to <laughs> it's, tell her. Can't wait to tell her. It's <laughs> Bob and Sherry. <laughs> It's Bob and Sherry, the podcast.
5: A government bureau, I don't know who they are, but they they track names. And as everybody who listens to the show knows, I am uh, just fascinated with names in general. And they have come up with this year's worst baby girls' names and worst baby boy names. These are all actual names. Maybe only one person got these names, but uh, somebody did. The first one is Olivia. A L I V I Y A H. Uh, That's just a literary. lot
0: on the kid.
5: That is so much on the kid. Yeah. Why would you do that to your kid? Why in the world she's never going to get a little she could get an Olivia bike license plate but not spelled like this. That I mean it's just so stupid. The second one is baby. It may have been cute in dirty dancing. But if you call a woman, uh, if you're you call your daughter baby, that is such a weight on her for the rest of her life. You, I, you won't I be just taking who's gonna who's gonna put you in as CEO? Yeah,
0: uh, it's it's not a name I would pick. That's for sure.
5: Boom Quifa. I I I, <laughs> oh, I, I, no. I just I got. You, it's going to be so hard to dodge the uh, bullies. We were talking about bullies, the bullies in classrooms. Elizabeth, no, why?
0: Oh, Just why? why? Why would you do this? That
5: to this me? one, this next one, uh, I've never been been able to understand. And the Bee Gees, the great Australian group, the Bee Gees, actually had a song, and it was this name, Fanny. I know back like in the early 1900s, that was a name that was popular. But can you see all of the problems a girl would have today being called Fanny?
0: Do, do you think that, like, I know that that's um, slang in the UK, but do you think that that's really as common slang here that that you couldn't get away with Fanny now? It seems like an old-fashioned um, it, it's term.
5: it's definitely an old fashioned word referring to your butt, but I think it's still around enough that it's. it's I had a. If, if you're, some, one of my
2: great aunts or whatever, I had an aunt, Fanny. Is Nobody that, right? that I
4: about. think yeah. Fanny is just about gone. I really do. I, I, I don't I, hear I, anybody yeah, say hear it.
5: it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I may be wrong on that. This one, whew, I'm going to spell it for you. I apostrophe. M-U-N-I-Q-U-E. I'm unique. I'm
0: (laughs) I'm unique. Oh, that's better than, I was like, I'm monkey?
5: I'm monkey?
0: I'm unique. I mean, can you imagine
5: having to introduce yourself at like, I don't know, a meeting or something? Hello, I'm I'm Bill. Hi, I'm unique.
0: (laughs) And I'm baby. (laughs) Yeah, right.
5: (laughs) Uh, Tomorrow. T U, capital M O R R O W. Who wants to how many times in the course of a month are, are are people going to say, oh look, tomorrow, tomorrow. I mean, you have to think ahead. And finally, why you you? If, if you have to call why for you, someone, you? It, you, if you yeah. have to call for somebody in the crowd, you, you, <laughs> everybody's <laughs> turning around. Worst baby names for boys, top of the uh, heap, Ajax. You know, it's kind of a cool name in a way, but I still think people are going to think about the cleaning product.
0: I think Ajax is a great name for a guy. Are you kidding? I love it. I think it. it's a great
5: name. What do you think? Do you think Lamar that it's it's uh, too much associated with the cleaning? It's an old nope. cleaning. I don't even know if they make it. It, it is. It mm-hmm. is.
2: But I don't know. This, Ajax. The, it's got a
5: cool Ajax. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. I kind of like to myself. live up to, though. A
2: lot to yeah. live up to. Uh, a friend it's of mine named just... Lamar. Lamar is easy. You just live up to that. <laughs> just breathe. That's all you got to do is breathe.
5: A friend of mine uh, used this next name for his firstborn son. And I was a little surprised Arlo. It's kind of cool. I like Arlo. It's kind of cool. It's Arlo. a
0: throwback, but it's real cool. Real cool. Yeah.
5: And here's one for you out of the list of the worst baby boy's names. Bob.
0: Why is that the worst baby boy's name?
5: They What's said, wrong with Bob? Maybe so if it, you were naming you a 40-year-old, but not for <laughs> a newborn. And I, I have to agree, if I'm going to be honest here, most of the Bobs that I know, you know, are not just getting out of college. It's, it's a name that's attached to uh, middle-aged or older guys.
0: I think it would be hysterical if I had a little baby Bob, that would be so fun. Oh my God. I would have so much fun with that.
5: I'm I'm starting to get chills here. So I don't, you know, girls,
0: little Bob had a blowout. (laughs) Somebody get me the huggies. I mean, I would have so much fun with that.
5: (laughs) And and to wrap it up. Little Bob is cranky. (laughs) Little
0: Bob is fussy. He won't settle.
5: (laughs) Chandler, Chandler, because you're going to just think of cheers. Dick.
0: I think we all know where we're,
5: we're going with that. Um, yeah. Ebola, E-B-O-L-A-H. No, no. Legend. No, not That's good. Not good. No. Na- um. Nigel. What? Nigel. And finally, you go. No, you go. You go. No, you go. That's a tough one, too. <laughs> there they are. Please, if you're having one, be careful. It's Bob and Sherry. Here's Bob and Sherry with Charlie
4: King and the Zippy Zodiac.
0: All right, Charlie, take it away. What do the stars have in store for us this week?
6: Well, this week is about digging deep for the right words to say and the right people to say them, too. So for Aries, this could be the week that you say what needs to be said at work. It's a time for the truth to come out. So if you've been kind of holding something back, it is no longer your job to protect people by staying quiet. For Taurus, you'll be trying to put together the right words to say to a partner. And the partner can be business or romantic. It's just that something needs to stop. And this week, you're ready to put that into
0: words. Okay, that sounds, you know, that sounds like a tedious week, Taurus. How does it feel? How do you like it? How do you like it? Let's see what Gemini has going on.
1: Tell so me, for tell
6: Gemini, me. your words are about saying no. To unnecessary commitments. And this really comes stimulated by all of those times that you've said yes, you've agreed to something, and then suddenly 24 hours later, you kind of wish you hadn't. So if your hunches tell you no this week, say it with confidence.
2: I'm such a people pleaser. I hope I can pull that off. I hate to say no to anybody about anything.
6: Mm. Lots of practice. I apologize
2: for even saying that to you. Let me just speak.
6: So for Cancer this week, it's about digging deep for the words to go on a resume or some kind of application. And after putting yourself out there, you could land an interview or something equally affirmative. So don't overthink it, just go with the flow. For Leo this week, you're searching for the right moment to tell a family member something that you know you need to share. And if it's about something sweet like romance, don't be worried. But if it's about asking for a favor, you might want to preface the conversation with something nice before going all in with the request.
0: Um, I'm going to have to take that one word for word to my Leo youngest daughter. Let's see what (laughs) poor Virgo's up to this week.
6: So for Virgo, a neighbor or a sibling could be extra, extra nosy or prying about things that you're doing in your life or just generally out and about and around the house. It is not the best week for you to tell someone to mind their business. So just share a crumb of info if for nothing other than to shut them up.
5: I have to stop being naked going into the little pool in the backyard. Uh, Obviously they're they're on to me.
3: (laughs) (laughs) For
6: Libras this week this is about digging deep and asking for discounts and I don't know exactly what you might be spending your money on but it's the age old, if you don't ask, you won't get that applies here. So ask away and you may find that you get the deal of a year.
0: Can I just say that that would never be a Virgo horoscope because a Virgo can't even use a coupon without being yelled at (laughs) and sent out of the store. A Virgo dares (laughs) not ask for a discount. That's a disaster. All right, Scorpio, what do we got?
6: Scorpio this week is about having a conversation with yourself and it can either be addressing down or maybe you're being your own biggest cheerleader and you convince yourself into doing something that you probably shouldn't either way lessons are going to be learned this week when you support your own wacky ideas
4: Uh, Charlie I've never been my own biggest cheerleader I can assure you of that
6: (laughs) this week's the week
1: he's
0: he's his own biggest heckler though so (laughs) it's not like he's not putting some work in right Okay, Sagittarius.
6: This week is about putting pen to paper and taking note of your daily habits, even the, let's say, not so commendable ones. And as a result of looking at that stuff, you may find you need to rework the list towards a healthier balance of responsibility versus fun. Okay, let me have
0: it. Capricorn.
6: (laughs) Capricorn. This is a nice one for Capricorn this week. It's about having a chat with a good friend, which results in a kind of epiphany. And something that didn't make sense before or something was hidden is now completely accessible. So carve out some time this week and put your feet up. Have a long conversation and be excited about where it goes.
0: Oh, okay. Yay. All right. That doesn't sound like a beating. How strange. Aquarius.
6: (laughs) Aquarius, you could be sharing some uh, maybe harsh words when you are presented with an extra responsibility that's put on your plate this week. And it's not really correct for you to say No. So this is one of those weeks where you kind of have to suck it up and get on with it.
0: And an Aquarius loves being told to suck it up and get on with it. Ask me (laughs) how I know. Okay, Pisces. (laughs)
6: And Pisces, so the words this week are really about saying yes to a new work environment, but also not telling anyone about it just yet. So if you have the opportunity to advance in your career, then this is the most amazing week for you to go for it.
0: Yay. All right. Round of applause. Ha ha, Taurus. Looks like you're having a really tedious week and the rest of us have some good stuff going on. Charlie, we'll get this posted up at B-O-B-A-N-D-S-H-E-R-I.com and we'll share it over to our Facebook. You have an awesome weekend. This is Bob and Sherry.
4: Now let's open up the Bob and Sherry Archive Vault.
0: Um, since we're talking about Halloween. I thought I would tell the kids who are listening right now the legend of Stingy Jack, which is something I just learned myself about um Halloween and the traditions. Now, typically kids gathering close. Come on, gathering close. Typically, um when someone on the radio says I'm going to tell you about Stingy Jack, she's talking about the general manager. <laughs> and the fact that the employees haven't had a raise in 7 years. But no, this is the actual legend behind the jack-o'-lantern. Do you know this, Bob? No. I've never heard that term, Stingy Jack. So Stingy Stingy Jack invited the devil to go out and have a drink with him. But Jack did not want to pay for those drinks. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin. And then instead of using the coin to pay for the drinks, Stingy Jack put the coin in his pocket. And he brought it home, and he put it next to a silver cross in his house. And that meant the devil could not take shape again. And Stingy Jack promised to let the devil go as long as the devil would leave him alone for a whole year. And if Jack died, the devil would not claim his soul. Well, the devil took the deal. And after a year, um, after the di- the Jack had tricked the devil and made him not claim his soul, devil was really gullible, right? Jack died. And God did not want such a conniving trickster to come into heaven. And the devil said, well, you're not getting into hell. And that was when Jack was condemned to wander the night with only one burning coal to light his path. Of course, a burning coal is difficult to carry. So Jack got a carved a turnip and he carved out a hole in it. and He put the coal inside the turnip And he's been roaming the earth ever since. Well, people in Ireland and Scotland, where the legend of Stingy Jack originated, began creating their own version of Jack's Lantern using turnips and kids. This is the best use for a turnip, by the way. (laughs) And beets and potatoes. And then the legend of Stingy Jack came to the United States with the waves and waves of immigration from Ireland and Scotland that settled this great country. And when they got here, folks found pumpkins were a lot easier to lay your hands on than turnips, and so they started using pumpkins instead of turnips to make Jack's lantern. Is that so is that truly the
5: story? Is that how is that how that began? That's no, really, I just
0: made this whole thing up. That's, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's really how interesting. Yeah, isn't that yeah, cool?
5: That is, yeah. Yeah, I didn't mean to challenge you, but I mean there, there there are a lot of you know stories, folklore stories. Is this the one? I guess was my was well, my question. It's because I didn't. If I tell it, I don't want somebody calling me and say, "Well, that's just one of 20.
0: It's hard when it comes to folklore and oral yeah, traditions. Right. It's hard to pin something down and say this is the one. That's very but true. But this is where. The basic legend of the Jack O'Lantern comes from, from Stingy Jack, who was out drinking with the devil.
5: It sounds right to me as folklore.
0: It's a good story.
5: It is a good story. And if
0: you think about it, um, pumpkins were not plentiful in Ireland or Scotland. If they were there at all, I don't even know. But here, you know, pumpkins were everywhere.
5: Yeah. I guess pumpkins, can you grow them anywhere? I mean I don't know. can people grow a pumpkin in, I don't know, Belize? Can they grow a pumpkin in
0: We we started to grow pumpkins this year, mm-hmm. but the deer came. And the deer oh, yeah. ate They'll all eat that. of the pumpkins.
5: They'll eat that. Yeah. yeah. The deer come to my house too. They'll eat my mailbox if they can't. <laughs> you know, they just they, anything that's planted, yeah. whether it's uh, you know, metal or plants.
0: It's just fun to think about, like, so many traditions that we have that um, have been so, they're so separate from their origin and they've Mm -hmm. been so drained of their original meaning
1: Mm
5: -hmm. that you
0: don't ever stop to think, hey, wait a minute, why the heck do we do this?
5: Well, like Santa, I think, originated uh, in Germany, right?
0: The Father Christmas? Yeah,
5: Father Christmas.
0: Or the Netherlands, maybe? You know what? We'll research that and kids at Christmas time will tell you that story. Yeah, that's right. But today is the story of Stingy Jack cheating the devil to avoid paying for his bar tab.
4: Um, yeah. You asked about where, where pumpkins grow in northeastern Mexico and the United States.
5: That's it. What so it there says, would have there been there no pumpkins See? in Old
0: Ireland or so Scotland. So
5: your, your tale is true, proven right there. Well, that's pretty cool.
0: That would not like rise to proof in a courtroom. No, but, but for I a mean, radio that, show, that I feel part of pretty it, good. That yeah. part
5: of it, that's what I'm talking about.
0: All right, kids. And when you tell
5: your teacher that story, be sure to, you know, tell her about the liquor part of it, too. Yeah, the, the
0: devil's bar tag.
5: Yeah, they like that. On the
4: current episode of the True Weird Stuff
0: podcast, when it comes to cannibalism, Freud said that as a society, we must forbid the practice of eating each other because deep down, way deep, we have a primitive urge to do just that. In October 1972, a flight carrying an amateur rugby team from Uruguay to Chile crashed in the Andes Mountains. 12 people were killed, 33 more survived, some with significant injuries. The crash site could not have been more remote with winter closing in fast. Snow and ice made it all but impossible for searchers to pick their way through the forbidding terrain. The survivors held out hope of being found. What else could they do? And then, on day 10, through the crackle and hiss and static of the airplane's transistor radio, the survivors learned that all rescue attempts had been called off. To the authorities, the grieving families, and the watching world, it seemed all but impossible for anyone to have survived the impact of the crash. And now, whatever hope still lingered, was buried beneath the heavy snow, scoured by roaring winds, and lost to the frigid reality of winter in the Andes. The survivors, abandoned and desperate, soon began starving, they had carefully rationed and shared what food could be salvaged from the wreckage. It didn't take long to go through that meager supply of mostly candy and wine. Hunger, real hunger, it's a terrible thing. A person in starvation can't even think clearly. Problem solving, concentration, casualties of starvation, facing certain death, the survivors came to the most unthinkable decision, the choice so few of us would willingly make. They agreed to eat the flesh of the dead passenger.
4: The True Weird Stuff Podcast. Listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and the free Bob and Sherry app.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Bob and Sherry podcast, the Oddcast, and Talking Lamar. We would love it if you would subscribe, rate, and review, and maybe share it with a friend on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you go. And thank you again so much for listening.